Welcome to the Rain in Threes podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the latest edition of Rain in Threes. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, here with our guy, Villanova basketball legend, A. Ray. Alan, what's up? What's up, my man? What's up, OC? Um, good to be back. Had a good uh, holiday. Had a kind of kind of busy weekend running around, doing some uh, recruiting. I was at Under Armour Session 3 here in Atlanta. And family was in town, so it's been a lot of running around and things like that. But everything's back to normal now, so feeling good. Ready to to get into it today. Got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about my guy, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, it's uh, it's it's been a great start to the month of July for for Villanova basketball and everyone paying attention to the summer league is having some fun. The NBA signings with with Dante joining the Knicks. Oh man, we got a lot to get to. Um, but yeah, A. Ray, uh, glad to hear you were playing a little host for the family last week. Oh, how it went well. <laughs> I, I was actually uh, like yesterday, I was playing with my son. We was in, we was working out. It's like sometimes I play not every single workout, but I was, and I, his friend Curtis was playing there as well, too. So when I tell you my body hurt right now, like my whole right side, my ankle swollen, yes, sir. my glutes hurt, my lower back. Yeah. We're grinding, man. And uh, I also saw you were uh, you were hanging out at Top Golf a little bit. Is that true? Yep. With uh, Nappy Gilmore. Who's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at him? All day. That's my friend. That's my friend Buddha. He uh yeah, his 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 golf swing ain't the best. But hey. we we definitely work on it. But we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. The whole fam was there. It was good. That's the best man. It's just it's nothing but good uh friend friendly family fun there. And uh, you know, everybody's golf swing can use a little a little bit of work on it, eh, right? That's yeah. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to see mine. <laughs> hey, maybe one day we'll we'll get out there and hit the lakes, man. That'll be fun. So um but yeah, yeah, no, it's it it's been it's been great yeah. uh, in terms of just the, the the news circulating, a lot of positive vibes, and of course, we do have to address what happened, what came out, basically what you were saying all, all along, a Ray. Don't believe the noise, right? Don't don't yeah. believe this this false narrative that was being pushed by Ryan Rosillo on the Bill Simmons pod. Everybody was jumping on the bandwagon saying, "Oh my goodness, do you believe Coach Neptune was talking?" crap about his own guy like that's so ridiculous he should be fired for that how can any recruit want to go play for this man after that and you said hey everybody relax follow the tea leaves make sure you you know who, who your sources are and what ended up happening right he took back all of his comments he said about neptune talking crap about whitmore and that being the reason why he slid so far down in the draft and hey ray like you said and just don't and just don't fall for it, right? Yeah, you can't you can't can't fall for that bait. And those are some real damaging words too that they use that could like rid that really could have affected the program. So, I mean, I I just I just know nothing like that would ever come out. And if it was anything negative, like I said before, it's probably just maybe something. Like the team is asking about Cam, you know, and he probably I don't I don't know what Neptune said. I don't know what was asked, but 
you can't can't speculate. I'm just gonna say that it was just a scout report on him, and maybe something came up, but I don't think it was anything like damaging negative about about Cam. And I and I think maybe somebody might have seen it or it came out and they used that and tried to twist it around because that whole narrative was just straight what Kyle Neptune said about Cam and like nothing else was discussed. Just just about that. So I'm glad that a couple of days later it all came out that it was because of like medical reasons that he slipped and it really wasn't it had nothing to do with Kyle Neptune or anything that he said about about Ken Whitmore. So, you know, truth always gonna come to light. That's why I say just don't fall for the bait and just stay positive. You know, negativity is always gonna be louder. When you do something positive, you barely hear about it. But when it's negative, you always hear about it. Oh man. Beautifully said, A Ray. Could not agree with you more because that is the reality of the world we live in, unfortunately. People love uh, harboring on the hatred, the negativity, and just the negative vibes, the bad vibes that are being brought about at any sort of level of life, and especially in something that involves as much money and you know stakes as the NBA draft. People are always going to look for a, an angle, right? Look for a slant to get something to to get everybody riled up about. And this, unfortunately, was the way that these guys including Rosillo on the pod, and everyone kind of jumped on that uh, that bandwagon of the narrative. And it was unfortunate to see, but I'm really happy that he he was able to come out and say, hey, you know, I'm going to walk back what I said and, uh, you know, just kind of take take back. And I really think he should should really have issued a formal apology. It was sure. a little bit, a little bit, you know, lackluster in that regard. But that is uh, the, the world we live in today, like I said, A-Ray, and, Everyone's looking for an angle. Everyone's looking for some 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 likes, clicks, and you know people to to to, to 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 I guess believe what they have to say. So it's unfortunate what happened, but hey, I don't think it's bothering Cam whatsoever. I mean, we 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 mentioned last episode that he was gonna come out and add this fuel to this fire and 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 take those names of all the teams that pass on him a couple you know multiple times and and look how he's been playing in the summer league, man. It's been it's been impressive to say. Nonetheless, uh, and just even tonight, right before we we started uh, recording, going live, A-Ray, he dropped 16 points and had one hell of a post-rising dunk. Yeah, like you said, man, he's got that fire right now. Uh, I really believe, like what you said, that he is out there trying to prove everybody wrong, every single team that passed up on him. You know, he knows they have a great year at Villanova. He got a lot to prove. Mm -hmm. We watched him do it at USA when he just went crazy in the summertime before he came to Villanova. And he's doing the same thing now um, in summer league. So I'm really happy for him, honestly. Um, I know a lot has been said about him. You know, he's always in the press about something. So it's just good to see him, like, just finally getting out there and being able to play, you know, injury-free, just playing. Yeah, and that that seems like that's his comfort zone, right? It's like not... Not dealing with the media, not dealing with interviews and scouting reports and and workouts, things like that. He wants to go play ball, and that's who he is, and that's uh, what he's been. And it's uh, it's been fun to watch him really put on his show and and prove some of the naysayers wrong. So, um, props to him. We're we're all rooting for him, that's for sure. Uh, and you know, we wish him the best of luck and hoping hoping 
I don't honestly don't see any way that he doesn't have a, a very a good career in the NBA. So probably yeah, I mean, he he he's just like he has the game for it. You know, he can get his his size got so much better. You know, he can he can shoot it now from three. And it's like every time he shoot it, like that drink going all net all the time. Um, he's super athletic, and he has a already a strong NBA frame. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, all he needs to do is work on his playmaking a little bit more, work on his handle a little bit. Not a handle to run a team, just a handle. Nobody steal the ball from you, and you be able to get your shot off, get to the basket, draw fouls, and make plays. That's it. I think he'll be. I think he'll be in there for 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 a long time. Hundred percent, and that's definitely what. A lot of the Villanova fans that complained about his game last year was that ball handling. Sometimes he looked a little out of control. Yeah, and had his uh, pocket picked a few few too many mm-hmm. times. But it's something that he could he could polish and he could work on. And uh, I definitely don't doubt his his work ethic and what he's gonna gonna wind up bringing to the table for the Rockets. So yeah, um, and it's been like I mentioned before, summer league. He's averaging, uh, you know, around seventeen points a game, six rebounds a game on, on the ninth. It seemed like everybody came out to play for Villanova in the Summer League uh, on July the 9th, A-Ray, because Whitmore, he had 21 points, knocked down three trays. Colin Gillespie, our guy, had 16 points and hit five threes from long range. How about that? I mean, that's just great to see. And yeah, uh, It is. And Jermaine Samuels, also on the 9th, he had eight points, three boards, yeah. three assists, a steal, and a block. So... Doing it all, a uh, a almost a twenty twenty two tournament run type of performance for Jermaine right there, just doing a little bit of everything to get the W. And um, Caleb Daniels got a touch back on July third, played uh, eleven minutes and scored five points. So it's good to see him at least getting a little bit of a chance. He hasn't played last few games for the Heat, but we'll continue to monitor that. And uh, I'm just happy to see him out there because I, I think he'll be able to go play at least somewhere right uh yeah not the nba oh uh, for sure um caleb is definitely talented enough to to play in europe if if he can't land a job in the nba for sure um i'm I'm with you on that one good to see cg out there playing after the injury and him out there shooting threes being himself <laughs> yeah. it, it's just great it's just great to see like it's just so it's just something about his personality you know that just brings joy like you could you could feel his personality through like the tv mm-hmm. or like you see them videos that the nuggets post sometimes and he's like he he he's really good with the media and stuff like that as well so it's it's good to see cg back on the court doing this thing oh yeah no it's uh it's it's been so much fun even just like listening li- not just watching him play but listening to him talk to the media about uh, you know, almost like what inspired him and, and it, it, to get back all the way from where he was. And obviously that's not his first injury, major injury that he's dealt with in his career. Yeah, so you know how to push through. Exactly. You know how to push through. And back in uh, in 2021, I remember when he uh, went down with his knee injury against Creighton and it, we, everyone kind of thought the season was lost. It, it, and we ended up getting the Sweet 16, which was Vaughn Loose, the eventual champs in Baylor, but the next year, him coming back with a vengeance was just unbelievable, leading the team to the Final Four in his final uh, final career run there. So it was, uh, it was always fun to watch Colin. It seemed like he'd been there for so long, and now 
seeing him kind of take the next step and and really have an impact on the court for for Denver after winning a championship as well. So it's it's good vibes for Colin right now, and I just know that's going to continue for him. Where is Brandon Slater? I know, man. I know. I tw- we tweeted this out not too long ago, and I was like, where is this man? See, somebody's got to give him a contract. Or just like, I, I don't know, get him. Is he hiding somewhere? Where is he? He just tweeted out, actually. He, he wanted to, to play Mikel Bridges one-on-one first game oh, yeah? 20. Yeah, I just saw he tweeted that out. I don't want no parts of that from either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I get, they got to plank those dudes, man. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I'll be too tired. Like, <laughs> playing my son yesterday, he's 16 years old. I was tired as hell. He's got a he's got a motor, man, especially at 16. Those guys, they can't stop at that age. They just yeah. fly around. Yeah, so I don't want no parts of Slater <laughs> or Bridges. I'm good. Oh, my goodness. And, hey, Ray, how about it, man? I mean, to continue to talk about uh, Bridges and all the all the things that we saw on Twitter about him possibly joining the Knicks, but how about it, man? We got we finally got it. We talked about it. Knicks and Nova, baby. It's a fact. It's I'm, here to stay. I don't know how I feel about Knicks and Nova. I, I like oh. Villa, I like Villanova Nick. Okay. Okay. Well, I was no, gonna ask no you about it. I was gonna ask you how about how you felt that anyway. So I'm glad you're voicing your opinion here because Where where'd that come from, Knicks and Nova? That's uh, the new, the back of the New York Post. They had that right after Dante. So that was like he signed Saturday. Yeah. And that he, the, the post the next day was uh, was that on the back, the sports page. I just don't like how it's Knicks first. You know what I'm saying? I like, <laughs> I, 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 I wanted Nova, Nova Knicks or like Villanova Knicks. That sound, that sound way better. Knicks. Well, have, have you seen the logos that they put together of like, you know, molding the two uh, Knicks and, and Villanova V's together? Yeah, they, they've been pretty solid. I'm yeah. not a lot. They've been pretty good. I do like those. I'm definitely a fan of those for sure. So I um, think it was uh, Chuck, maybe, was it Chuck Everson that? Yeah, that's right. The one I retweeted. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. That was the first one that I saw. Like the old, old kind of old school New York yes. logo with the Villanova. Be in there, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, now, Nick, if you want to pull that up for uh, for our viewers, but um, it, it was awesome. Chuck was in the lab, and everyone's like, "Oh, we need this on a T-shirt. We need this on a hat." Yeah, and uh, just another reminder: we do have the merch for Rain and Threes in motion. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely get that out for you guys soon. It's uh, it's gonna be gonna be some pretty cool stuff. I was just telling uh, telling Nick and Alan about it, and they were they were fired up as well. So. OCs, the motion guy. <laughs> Got to make it happen, man. Come on. The motion guy. So, A-Ray, four years, $50 million for Dante. The last time they were teammates was in the 2016-2017 season. It was kind of that that's that, that middle season between the, the two championships of 16 and 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a freshman at Villanova at the time. Uh, a lot of great memories from that team. Uh, in, in, and mo- I would say the most significant memory for me that year was being at Wells Fargo when Dante had the, the game-winning tip-in, a buzzer-beater tip-in to beat 12th-ranked Virginia. And that was just an electric game. Uh, we were ranked number one in the country at the time. 
Wells Fargo was absolutely packed. Mm-hmm. It, it was, should be. It was unbelievable. Jenkins and Hart hit like three consecutive threes when we were down double digits to to, to bring us right back into it in the in the final few minutes. Oh my god, the place was absolutely rocking, and uh, I was actually hanging out with some of my dad's uh, buddies that he graduated Villanova with. So I was hanging out with them, um, and it was it was a ton of fun, a raucous atmosphere. And uh, I, I remember remember that one well. But the keys, the unfortunate, I guess, keys that we didn't have that year, A-Ray, Amari Spellman was supposed to be eligible. He was ruled ineligible because he transferred high school so many times. For real? That's what it was? For real, that's what it was. And it was like so late into the year like they, that, they, that the NCAA ruled that he wasn't going to play. So we all thought he was good to go, right? Uh oh, high school yeah, transfer know. portal coming. <laughs> you know it, man. It's it's always something, and and he obviously, as we all know, after his redshirt year, he he balled out in 2018 and was a was a massive part of that championship run. But then our guy Phil Booth, Day Ray, he played three games before he succumbed to his knee injury and was out for the rest of the year. So he didn't come back to play until 18 as well. So. Those two guys, man, imagine if we had both of them. Yeah, definitely. In 17. So it, it, it was a brutal end to a great year, losing to Wisconsin, who was a ranked team, believe it or not. They were ranked, I think, 24th and 25th in the country when we, as an eight seed, A-Ray. I mean, that is some baloney right there. <laughs> like, come on. I, I like Phil Booth. I like his game a lot. I think he's one of those guys where he just can do anything, bring Anything to the table, what you need, rebounding, defense, scoring. And I, I like his demeanor on the court, too. You know, I, I've seen him play a few times, and it's like nothing bothers him, you know, whether the game is whether they're losing by a lot or winning by a lot. You know, you see the same the same motor. And Josh Hart was, Josh Hart was like that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like those guys. I do like Phil Booth. Yeah, I wish I could have got them see. I wish I could have got to see them play more though, because I was overseas at the time playing. So we didn't really get those games, and technology is not like how it is now. <laughs> right, right. The streaming services. Yeah, there right. was there was none of that, so I couldn't really watch these guys play. It's next level now. I mean, yeah. Um, Unless they was in a tourney, I got to see the tourney games. Obviously, that was all over the place. But box yeah. sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually went up to Buffalo with uh, one of my buddies, A. Ray, uh, to to see that Wisconsin game. Man, it was it was just just devastating that loss. It really was. Oh my goodness! I mean, but uh, just just that entire season with Dante, with Josh, with Jalen, uh, and Josh obviously being the leader of that team. That was his senior year. Dante and Jalen both being so much younger. But just the, the chemistry they had was unbelievable. So I am really looking forward to watch them play this upcoming NBA season. I, I don't know if I've been this excited for an NBA season in my entire life, to be perfectly honest with you, A-Ray. And uh, I, I actually wanted to reference your tweet when you were like, are you all still Sixers fans or what? <laughs> for real, that's a that's a good question because like I got to watch the Knicks now. Like I never... I didn't really have any reason to watch the Knicks before Jalen got there. 
Josh Hart got there. And I was a big Knicks fan growing up. Like me and my pops, we would watch these, we would watch the Knicks games all the time, especially in playoffs against the Bulls. Jordan would break our heart every single year. But yeah, um, I got a reason to watch the Knicks now. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, you got guys that play together in college, three guys on the same team. That doesn't happen very often. It's going to be a big comfort level over there for them. I want to see how that affects the the rest of the Knicks. Like, are they going to be on board with it, happy with it, or are they going to be jealous of these dudes? You know what I'm saying? This, this is the NBA. There's egos, and this stuff happens. So it's going to be interesting to see see how this season goes. But I'm hoping for the best, and I'm I'm looking for a lot of excitement. No, I, I hear you, A-Rat. You make a good point about, uh, you know, possibly some egos getting, you know, in the way a little bit. But I just I just trust Jalen, yeah. Josh, and Dante. I really do. And I think that I know that they're, they're you know, very close with each other, especially Jalen and Dante, who came, really yeah. came in um, to the league together and played, obviously, yeah. for the two championship teams. But, but I just think that, the character that those guys have, the the way that they carry themselves, and the way that just like they deal with with each other and yeah. also their other teammates, like they're all going to be, I think, on the same page, and I, I think it's going to definitely help them more more so than anything. Than I could see it being a distraction, you know, to a certain extent, but you know, right now, it, we're you know in the middle of July, right, yeah. early July, so we still have plenty of time for it. That kind of the smooth over, but just a just to harp on one thing, A Ray is just what an incredible storyline for Villanova to have, right? I mean, it's just it's an unbelievable amount of attention on the program on former players that did nothing but win while they were at school and now have really turned into some serious, uh, you know, players, legit players in the NBA, more so Brunson than anybody, but. Dante and Josh, you know, they're no they're no slouches either. Those guys are legit. I mean, Dante just got paid, you know, fifty mil. So yeah, yeah, it's no joke. But I'm just completely enthralled by the fact that everybody was talking about Villanova basketball for the past couple of weeks. The rumors were swirling about Dante. We talked about it about him joining the Knicks, and now that it happened, man, I'm like, holy cow! Yeah, I was kind of shocked. Which yeah, happened. I was like, "Wow, it really happened!" <laughs> it really happened. We were we were all texting each other, we're like, "Oh wow, can you believe this?" And yeah, and shout out to our guy, uh, Freddie Tadeo, putting us in the the Sports Illustrated article, throwing our tweet in there. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. And I messaged him. We were going back and forth a little bit, and he said, "Hey, that's uh, you know, family is family, my friend." So yes, sir, Frankie, shout out. Definitely appreciate you for that. Yeah, Frankie's the man. It's great. Um, and it's just so much fun that, that to be a part of the, the Villanova basketball community, man. It truly is. So, um, and the fact that, the fact that it just no other school really has done this, A-Ray, I mean, don't, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the Kansases, the UCLA's, North Carolina's of the world, you would think that they ha- would have this type of, uh, this type of team yeah. in the NBA, but it, it never really happened. I mean, let alone... The three guys that actually played together when they were in college, not just had the same alma mater, but that's were legitimately true. part of championship teams while they were at the school. It's impressive, man. It really. Yeah, is. that's true. You uh, you brought up a good point too. Like, 
some teams might just have a bunch of Duke guys, but they haven't played together. This is all three of these guys played together and won together. Yep. So that's a that's a real good point. I didn't even think about it like that either. This could be, it could be a first. I mean, I don't I, I don't know about anything else. Any other players or any other teams having a situation like this? That's you got three, three guys who won a national championship on the same team playing on the same team again in the NBA. Let's see if they get. Let's see if they could get get close to that NBA championship. They're gonna need some help though. They're gonna need they're gonna need some bigs. Yeah, no, that that's that's true. That is very true. But like, that's a later problem <laughs> in my eyes. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just happy. I'm just gonna soak this moment in, right? Yeah. And it, it's like kind of just love the, the the national media attention that the pro- program is, has been getting. So. Oh no, it's great. Villanova has been in the news nonstop mm-hmm. since the season started. Like even with this off season, like it just it's just continuous. News after news, something pops up when when everything when you least expect it. Some good, some bad, but we've had a lot of good this off season, you know. So oh. I'm happy about that. The good outweighed the bad. No, no, no doubt about that. And uh, and, and another another few uh, teammates that will be playing later on this summer at the FIBA World Cup uh, is Brunson, Hart, and Mikel. So the mm-hmm. three of those guys will be on Team USA, representing the red, white, and blue. Uh, in the World Cup, and that that's going to be another great storyline for him to have three Villanova guys on that team representing the U.S. is like, can, yep. you know, just continue to, to rack it up. It's just, it's unbelievable, right? It, it's just so much fun. So get ready for some news from USA Basketball from those guys. You know? Exactly. Can't wait. Exactly. Can't wait. It's going to be incredible to watch. Like, you know, the last... You know where they're playing it? Um, they're in... Um, in Hungary, I think. Jesus. Yeah, I was there. I played there before. Well, we're happy to play there, right? You're all over the place. Over there. Exactly. <laughs> and all over. Yeah. I like Eastern Europe. Or Eastern Europe, though. Eastern Europe is nice. Uh, Hungary. I've been to Hungary, Macedonia. Serbia. Like, all, all those places in Eastern Europe. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, like like you, like you were talking about last episode. When we were talking about Mark Armstrong, which we're going to get into, is you know some of these Eastern European teams are just so so freaking tough. Didn't you know, lost to Slovenia, right? Uh the U.S. lost the. They lost. They lost to um, France. It was France. They played Slovenia. They only beat Slovenia by a few points. That was yeah. They gave them a run for their money. That's what it was. Yes, and that's what we were talking about. Um, I mean, Wemby's the number one pick this year. Like, nobody's beating France. France. Oh, you know what? I, France. I think the, the, I think the U nineteen World Cup was in Hungary, but the actual FIBA Basketball World Cup is in the Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia. Okay, I've so never been the, there. The three host nations. I've never been over there. Yeah, not and neither have I, man. But that's uh. That's going to be a great experience for those guys, and you know we're going to be rooting for them hard. It is. It is good. It's good for them to get to rep USA. And like you said, all this Nova stuff in the news is great for us, having them playing. It's great for us. Hopefully we could land another recruit. I know everybody wants that. 
but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, USA, Mikel, Hart, Bridges, like it's all love. Like Villanova, Villanova is really doing their thing right now. And then you got, don't forget Jay Wright doing his thing in the media too. So I'm telling you, I don't know what it is about Villanova, but you know, they, they like the gift that keeps on giving even, even after you graduate, seriously. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a phenomenal experience for, for me since graduating. I know, I know obviously COVID was a little bit of an obstacle for everybody. Um, but literally my senior year is when COVID hit. So everything kind of went a little crazy and, and who knows that, that, 2019 2020 Villanova team when I was a senior they could have made some noise they ran I know we'll talk about that another time but uh we were talking a little bit about that before the show it's uh it's an interesting topic of the conversation yeah I don't I don't want to talk about it too much because you kind of get a little upset about it <laughs> so you know we, we definitely should save it for next time when your face gets red all the time we'll talk about it wow okay all right all right fine changing subjects um, back to, uh, to to Mark Armstrong and Jordan Dumont. I know Dumont is not representing the red, white, and blue. He's uh, you know the the Maple Leaf uh, Canadian up there. But both these guys did did really well. They they shined in the FIBA U19 World Cup, especially Mark, who led the Team USA in scoring with uh, 12 and a half points a game. And how about this, A Ray? 33 at 34 from the free throw line. Mm. I mean, that is just that's great. Illinois oh, basketball right there. That is. That's a great percentage, and that definitely represents what we do at Nova. At the free throw line, like we, we there's a saying in New York, you know, you got to finish your breakfast at the free throw <laughs> line. That's what we call it. I love that. But that's, I mean, dude, we've had the, the some of the best free throw shooting teams in percentage-wise of all time. So yeah. Like, come on, it's right up our alley right there. Um, and he made the uh, the All Star team. Like he made like the All Starting Five team for the yep. for the United Team World Cup. Like job well done. Hats off to Mark Armstrong. He did exactly what he needed to do. What we wanted him to do as a fan base. And man, Twitter was just popping yeah. all tournament long. Watch Mark do this. Holy cow, Mark did this again. He he's, yeah. the Euro step dunk as you called it. Uh, it's because nobody got to see him really this year. So, right. like, they're yeah. watching him now. It's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? But we all know what he can do. We all have seen, we all have seen the flashes. Just need to to see him put it together. And speaking of Dumont, uh, I was out in that um, Under Armour Session mm-hmm. 3 this weekend. Um, Neptune and, and Nardi was there. And they're really excited about Dumont. He's he's the classic Villanova guy that we want as a recruit. Three star guy, four star guy, very good size, can shoot the ball, can handle a little bit. And you know what we do at Villanova is we like to develop players. We have a really good developmental program. The way we practice, um, I mean, er, to, it's just so detailed. And he's I think he's really going to benefit from that. Like our practices, we do everything. We break down everything from form shooting all the way down to rotations on defense. Everything in between, we cover it. So he's going to learn a lot. It's going to be great for him. And I know you guys seen on Twitter, I've 
been with Jordan a few times. He was in Tennessee. Tennessee is like an hour from me. So like we worked out and stuff. I talked to him, text message, and uh, you guys seen that dunk that he did in in the game. That's like a big thing for him, just trying to get him more aggressive, going to the basket. And he reali he realizes that too. And I had mentioned it to him in a text message. And he just said like, Yo, I need to be more aggressive for sure. Cause he's 6'8", you know, even, you don't have to be the most athletic person, but at 6'8", you're something, you're pretty, you can play above the rim. He got nice size, he's strong. So he needs to play a little bit more physical. And I think that's going to help at Villanova, especially with all the um, old guys there. Not old guys, but sorry, upperclassmen. <laughs> you upperclassmen. So I think it's going to be great for Jordan to to bang with those guys, older guys. They're going to teach him a lot, having having those, those upperclassmen on the team this year. And Mark coming in, I mean, I'm just ready to see Mark do his thing. It's, we've been waiting a long time. But see how this season plays out. See see how the rotation goes. Who he's going to be on the court with. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I wonder if he backs up Justin. Does he play alongside with Justin? Is he going to play with any of the other upperclassmen? Who knows? Let's see where he fits in. Let's see where we can fit him in. But we definitely need him this year. I'm going to say it. We need Mark Armstrong this year. I'm not even going to act like we don't. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I I hear you, man. And it's uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of potential, you know, a lot of room for for aggressive expansion when it comes to these guys. And yeah, and Mark, I think is already on his way mm -hmm. to to making that next next step. We saw him be extremely aggressive, mm -hmm. and in terms of like, at some points it was like you can't stop this guy. He's on yeah. a mission. And he's gonna, and he's just gonna run. And he, he he's so fast, he's so athletic, he can just sprint by you, blow by you, using at his raw speed, but also using his athleticism. By we've seen him pull out the Euro step a few times, and he can get up there, man. He's got some serious bunnies. So I am excited to see him back in a Villanova uniform. It was fun watching him on Team USA. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's gonna really have some special moments for us this upcoming season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we 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 we've we've talked about Dumont before. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of the the lone guy we have right now in the class of twenty four. And he, you you mentioned to me, you're like, hey, listen, you know, a lot of these guys um, that are that we're really looking at are are younger, right? They're not in the, necessarily the, the the next upcoming class. We still have that that kid Jalil Bethea. Uh, from Warminster, PA, we're looking at uh, Arch Archbishop Wood guy. We'll keep uh, our tabs on that as well. But I I trust you when you say to me, OC, chill, man. You know, we, we've got one guy that's great. If we want to add another one, perfect. But we're okay where, we at, where we're at right now. And honestly, you say that to me not once but twice, it, 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 melt, it helped me kind of chill not only myself up but some other – some other Villanova folks asking me about what's going on with that. Yeah. You know, really getting worried about the recruiting class. I'm like, it's, you know, right now we're okay. Yeah. If At least for like, yeah, going into next year, like we, we good. Right. We good. Exactly. Yeah. I get what, I get what you, where you coming from with that. Yeah. But, you know, Dumont too. Yeah. He, he put on a, a show for, for, for Team Canada a few times. Yeah. He had 21 points, nine boards. 
if you know you drain five threes yeah when i tell you he can shoot it when i tell you he can shoot it he can really shoot it so we we got a guy six eight that can really shoot it so that's something to look forward to oh beautiful um but no all right so we're we're we should be excited about mark and and jordan's great performances in the United Team Fever World Cup. Do we want to completely blow them out of proportion? No, that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to give them their flowers, give them their credit where credit is due for what they did and what they proved to be. But, hey, still a lot of work to do, A-Ray. Still a ton of work to do. Get back in the lab. Keep grinding. Oh, I already told Nardi and uh, Neptune, make sure they stay on, on Jordan. But Jordan's a kid. He's the type of kid that loves to work. He, you don't have to like, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't have to like chase him around to go work out. Like he'll right. not the pressure him in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like, he's going to work out. Like he's going to be locked in. He's going to focus. He's going to work hard. And that's what I, that's what I love about, about Jordan. And that's why I'm excited about his potential here with Villanova. Like I want to see him once he gets here and gets into this, this rhythm that we have at Villanova with, uh, Weights, eating right, practice, individual skill work, school work, everything. Once he gets into everything, gets in a groove, I think he'll get a little bit, a little bit more comfortable, and uh, he's going to learn a lot from the upperclassmen. So, I don't know if he redshirts this year. I think he will, and then uh, he'll be ready for next year. Yeah, and hey, hey, Rain, we're the, we're the oldest team in America. I'm not mad at that. No, I think it's a great thing uh, getting those four transfers with a lot of a lot of years and games under their belt. I, I think it, how could that not be a great thing for this this team moving forward, especially just with the mix of of younger guys we have in there as well. It's it's amazing. Yeah, especially with um, going back to the recruiting class. You know, we got one player right now, uh, which in Jordan. But it's great that we have so many upperclassmen. It kind of offsets that a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be good. I'm not nervous going into this year. You know, I'm not at all. After the season is over and, you know, we ain't got no news or anything like that. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be worried. But for right now, I'm not going to worry about it because it's in the future. I have no control over it. Nobody knows what's going to happen, so I'm focusing on our class that we got now and how great we did in the portal. That's what okay. I'm focusing on. Okay, I, I hear you, because I was going to have some follow-up questions uh, about not only how this team, like what the dream scenario is. We talked about in the past a little bit, A-Ray, before, about what would the expectations be Right, like what what would make you happy? And you were like, oh, I think just making the tournament, I'm satisfied. In terms of, of what would, would keep me satisfied is getting the second weekend, getting the, getting the Sweet 16, getting picking up two NCAA tournament victories and and finding your way into a matchup. Well, you know, who knows what happened, but when you're in the Sweet 16, it's a legitimately successful season. Yeah. But my question is to you now is say there a, a dream scenario does happen. Say we do have 
uh, a really very solid regular season. We finished toward the top of the Big East, right? We, you know, win probably, say, including the Big East tournament, we win like 24, 25 games, okay? Then we go on a Final Four run. Does that Final Four run then cement the fact for Villanova that, like, we're going to get so many more recruits, so many more people are going to want to play for us, or is it kind of going to be like we need to basically hit the reset button after this year no matter what we do because we have all these guys that are only here for one more year? That's yeah. I mean, you got to hit the reset button after this year anyway, but uh, a dream scenario with this team with a deep run in the NCAA tournament or, or like a Final Four appearance, um, that's going to help tremendously. And uh, it's going to be a lot of kids. Like when when you're being recruited, and myself included, I can go back to like when I was being recruited and you watch college basketball during the season and you get to tourney time and you're looking at, do you have any schools recruiting me? Like, do I have any of these schools that's recruiting me that's in the Sweet 16 right now or that's in the Elite Eight? You know, like that's that's a big thing. So I know from experience that these kids are watching the NCAA tournament. If they see Villanova in the um, Final Four and Villanova has gave them an offer, they're going to really consider that because they just seen this team go there. And if the kid is serious about basketball and, like, loves it, you want to play in the Final Four one day. You know, you want to go to Villanova and you want to play in the Big East. You want to play against the top competition in the country. So going back to what you said, that dream scenario, that happening, I think that would be that would be unbelievable and it'll help us out a lot. Like a guy like Cooper Flag, if anybody don't oh, yeah. know, like we're recruiting Cooper Flag. So a final four appearance, a nice NIL bag, like that's how you maybe be able to pull a kid like that for a year. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but I think no doubt what uh, an Elite Eight, a Final Four run means to these kids is is legitimate. Mm-hmm. But do you think it, it carries as much weight now as it did, say, five, ten years ago when there was no NIL money involved, when there was no uh, you know, transfer portal involved? Like is that gonna is that gonna say, Oh, these guys just went through the final four, I wanna transfer and go play for them? Because maybe they can pay me NIL money. Or is it like I, I'm just almost asking you what you think because I unfortunately have a negative view on it uh-huh. in terms of it's almost like a diminished view yeah. of on court success. So I don't know. I think maybe like as as a program like Villanova, you should have like both both options. So like. If you real successful, okay, let me say it like this. Okay. If I'm if I'm thinking about going to Villanova or in today's time with NIL and all this other stuff, I know Villanova is a good team, and I know they have money to pay me. So it's like they got the best of both worlds. So in order to be moving forward, in order to be continue to be a team that everybody wants to go to and wants to play, we got to win and we got to continue to keep doing good things with NIL. Like you can't have 
for what we trying to do for Villanova, we want to win national championships. We need to keep both of those options open and we need to be good at both things. We need to win and we need to be, which we are doing a good job of, of getting money. Because if you, it's the reality. It's turning into freaking almost a professional, professional sport, like yeah. professional basketball a little bit. So it's just what it, it is, what it is. So that's how, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel, I don't feel like it's so diminishing like now with kids and programs and wanting to win and stuff like that. But you do have to, to be honest with yourself and, and, and know that money does talk. Yeah. And we've, we've seen that with, with Hunter Dickinson. Right. No, no perfect example there. And to go off what you mentioned earlier about, you know, the, the type of kids that we want to play for us are the type of kids that want to play in the bottom four, that want to play in the big East and, and have those experiences and play the, the highest, you know, the best brand of basketball you possibly can, can play and play in the big East and playing for Villanova for for a coaching staff and a program that can that has shown that we can take it to the next level, go to the final four and not just be there but win the whole damn thing. Yeah. Is is something that I think carries a lot of weight to the right guys. You know what I mean? So a lot of I, I we can kind of throw this recruiting class, this current class of twenty twenty four recruiting class aside. Right now we got our guy in Dumont and it seems like we really have an opportunity here to to develop him into a, a, a prototype Villanova basketball player, six foot eight, can shoot. Really gives a crap about playing and 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 working hard. So we have that. That's great. We're excited about it. Does does he have some work to do? Yes, but we're, we're we have a belief that he can do that. We get one more kid similar to him, like this Bethea kid from from PA. Phenomenal. But in terms of the future, we can't. We can't like try to be like, oh, what's going to happen next year? Is Coach Neptune going to be able to recruit next year? Is he able to have like a transfer portal hall like this past year? Yeah. And the question is, you know, it remains to be seen. But the thing is, one, we had serious NIL money, and you got to love to see that. I was honestly surprised the way that people kind of came out of the woodwork and were like tr- just dropping bags yeah. on the, on the program, but. Hey, Ray, we went, we were 500 last year. We were an NIT team. So these guys, they're not coming over. The transfer portal guys, at least, are not coming over to Villanova based on last season. They're coming, they're coming over because this program has built itself up. The brand of basketball that Villanova is, is blue blood esque. I know we talked about using that term, but you know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, they're focused on this upcoming season. And I just want to my my end goal, my end point here is that this season is unlike any other year in Villanova basketball ever. I think it is so important to really show that this thing is going to work and it has worked before in the past for guys that don't come in for one year, but mm-hmm. the trust that I think these these guys have in the program whether it be Coach Neptune, even even Coach Wright, the assistants, Baker Dunleavy is the GM of of Villanova basketball now. Like, how many other schools even have that? Like, this is such like, uh, we're going all in. It's almost like the Rams a few years ago in the NFL when they're just just pulled in OBJ 
They signed Von Miller. They're they're going all in. Mm-hmm. They traded for Matthew Stafford. They're like, all right, we're we're putting all our eggs in one basket and we're gonna go for it. And I think if Villanova does make a serious run this year, I think that's gonna turn a lot of heads and it's gonna be like, okay, these guys, their culture is so good. Their developmenting of players is so good. They can do it in such a, a shorter period of time and get these all these kids to play together. How impressive would that be? And I think I think that then I think Coach Neptune as a national figure, as a national coach, not just Big East, but will be looked at as, as a legit, legitimate head of a program. And that's that's where it's going to come down to, Rays, is this season is massive for the future of this program. Oh, see, I love what you just said. You use dropping knowledge for real. Let's go. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know what else to say after that. <laughs> but I definitely I definitely agree with you. And it do feel like we kind of putting our eggs all in one basket. basket. And, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I think it's maybe something we need to do, mm-hmm. you know, like especially after the season we had. It's a lot of pressure to – to get back to that that Nova status that everybody is familiar with. So I'll just say that too. I'll just say that there's definitely added pressure this year with that to be successful and win. But no doubt. I think that that should motivate that should motivate these guys a lot, like you said. You know, I I I believe I believe like you OC. I believe they can like have a have a dream run, but I'm just not gonna say it. I'm, <laughs> I would be, I'm, I'm a, I'm a realist, and like I like to just let things play out and see how, see how it goes. But I do, I do believe they can, they can be a good team and have a, have a deep run. But I just can't jump out and say it right now. I gotta like see these guys play. I hear you, but I'm with, I'm with you, OC. Yeah, and, and that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I, like, I, I'll stick to my guns and say, like, a Sweet 16 berth is what I think this yeah. team is looking like, at least on paper right now. But, yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't know what these guys look like. We haven't seen behind closed doors yet. You need to go get to a practice soon, though, yeah, and, and see what's up. Um, but, like like I, I was saying earlier, just I don't want to say putting all our eggs in one basket, but I, I want to say they're really going for it. Going for it, yeah. You know, I, I don't – because, like, all eggs in one basket kind of means, like, oh, we're – it's the desperation move, and like this is there's no other option if like this falls yeah. apart. I would say it's extremely important because we're really going for it, and if it doesn't work, we're kind of falling flat on our face a little bit. Yeah, but not to the point where it's like, oh my god, what are we gonna do next? Mm-hmm. It's more of like a, okay, that didn't work. We need to try something else. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I just, I'm comparing it to the LA Rams of a few years ago when they went won the Super Bowl. They went out and spent crazy money on free agents, similar to what we did in the transfer portal. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to use the analogy in NBA or MLB terms, like are you a buyer or a seller at the trade deadline? Are you going to trade away draft picks to go get stars now? Are you going it, to – you could use all these different analogies because it's funny. That's the way that college basketball is right now. Like you mentioned before, it's like professional it more, more than college than, you know, than it was even just a few years ago, so. I wonder, like, I wonder what what NCA is going to look like five years from now, ten years from now. It's going to be unbelievable. They probably have trades, like, you ain't even got to transfer no more. Just like, let's just trade this 
Oh, could you imagine within within the conference? <laughs> that would, that would be that would be crazy. But uh, I don't know. I'm just excited. and I'm ready for the season to start, or at least preseason or something. Hoops mania. Yeah, we don't we don't have that for a long time. Yeah, I know not till October, but yeah, the season is so damn. The off season is so long, so long, and. And, and A Ray, I'm seeing all these other. I know we kind of basically already know what our non-conference schedule is going to look like, mm-hmm. but we're, I'm seeing all these other schools like Creighton's just dropped like today. And they have all their dates and everything, and I'm just excited to like put them like on the calendar. Be like, oh, like this is a game I want to go to. This is a game where maybe we could try to record live for you know something like that. I just want to try to get excited yeah. for specific you know dates and games. I know we know. Uh, we're playing Maryland Friday night at the Pavilion. That'll be exciting. But just in terms of just getting it all laid out, right, getting organized for the non-conference is, uh, is something that I, I'm hoping we get sooner rather than later. I'm waiting for you coming. <laughs> for real. I think the last two years, UConn got the best of us. Remember uh, that damn shot dude hit, that floater? It was last year. Not last season, but like the season before. Yeah, we yeah. lost that game at the end. Oh, and when I tell you, I was ready to throw my remote into the TV. I was so mad. I was so mad that he hit that shot and we lost. I was, I was tight. And then, uh, I mean, UConn won national championship this year, so like, I, I want to play them. Like, I'm, I'm ready for all the smoke. Yeah, and they're gonna have a massive target on their back, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. They earned it. Um, but yes, dude, that, that game against, it was, we were both ranked. I think we were ranked in, uh, we were in the top 10. So we were ranked yeah. number eight and yeah. they were 21st. That was actually one of the best games of the entire year. I know we lost, but just mm-hmm. in terms of quality of basketball, it was so intense, uh-huh. raucous environment as always at the XL center in Connecticut. The My nerves, wing nerves was bad the whole game. Cool. Like. The the lead changes, the up and down, the foul trouble, the turnovers. Like I was just Oh, I was a mess that game. I was a mess. It was brutal. But then we answered the next the next uh game we played was uh against Providence. It was a top ten matchup against Prov and we beat them by two. So at least we we, we responded uh with a great win. But yeah, that was that was tough losing to them. Um and Marquette we lost twice. Oh yeah, oh well. Oh, oh, we we owe Marquette. Marquette big time, and we do. Yeah, Marquette has been coming in and embarrassing us at the Pavilion. Yeah, yeah, they, we, they've had our number. Yeah, they they do. We we need to get back at that. That's another game I'm looking forward to. OC, thank you for that. Yeah, no, it, it right. So this was actually right before the pandemic. Uh. You know, I, I know you don't want me talking about my senior year uh, uh, season when I was watching the team play, but I went to Milwaukee with my dad and my brother, yeah. and it, you know, surrounded at, at the Vice Forum where the Milwaukee Bucks play, surrounded by Marquette fans. But the thing about them is they right, they're so nice, they're so friendly. So it was like hard for me to like really get in, in their face or anything or talk smack at all. And we were that fans. It's so friendly to me. I'm sure I got. I'm sure I could rile them up. Oh, no, no doubt. But I the locals, the those Midwesterners, man, they're so nice. And hey, right, they're eating 
Caesar salad popcorn. It was the most oh. bizarre thing. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And th- I have a couple of stories to that night. This one guy, this one Marquette fan, the chan- it had a chance to win a car if he hit like a full 94-foot like length putt. Uh-huh. And I, I, I kid you not, A-Ray, he, this guy was a fraction of an inch away from winning himself a car. It was um, ridiculous. Oh, my God. Just an experience. And I had fun that night, but we ran into a buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, Marquette is is really had our number the last few years, and we, like you said, owe them big time. Yeah, Marquette was the first team I played against in my college career at the Garden. Whoa. With uh, D-Wade, they had Dina. Uh, I think it was Steve Novak was on that team, too. Shooter. Hey, our, and it was our freshman year. And I don't, if people who don't know our story, freshman year, we was one of the biggest recruiting classes in the country. And uh, we went to Villanova that year. And we were under investigation. So if y'all didn't know, we was under investigation because... That's right, slept on. Yeah. They was just like... Okay, how all of a sudden Villanova? <laughs> they're like, how the sun was up here? Villanova has a top recruiting class. Like all these guys want to come to school now here. So they literally investigated us. I remember being in my house in the Bronx, six in the morning. Somebody, a rep from the NCAA, is like knocking on my door to interview me, ask me questions about did like did I receive anything from Nova? Did I take anything? Like I was gonna tell her if I did anyway, <laughs> but I didn't. So none of us did. Yeah, we did everything. We did everything by the book. So I tell you this story because that all led up to the Marquette game at the Garden, like our first games. We wasn't playing because we were still on the investigation. NCAA hasn't. They hadn't finished doing what they was doing. So we're sitting in the locker room. Me, Randy, Jason. Um, Curtis Sumter, you know, we just in there basically like rowling up the guys, like, you know, yeah, like, let's go, you know, yeah. let's get this, let's get this W. Let's go. I swear, I kid you not, maybe like 10, 15 minutes before the game, I, I can't remember who came in the locker room was like, y'all can play. It was like, y'all can play, y'all can play. <laughs> we was like, yeah, we were like, we were so hyped, put our unis on, got on the layup line. And and that was my first that was my first game ever. Like I, w- I went through all of that, and on top of that, we played against freaking Dwayne Wade, who became who was one of NBA Hall of Famer. And he killed us that game too. But it it was it was a great experience, just being able to play at the Garden. My family was there. It was the first college game. We didn't even expect to, I didn't even expect to play, but then right. having the opportunity to play, it was it was amazing. So. I got I got a few memories with Marquette, good ones and bad ones. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I I actually, my first Villanova game that I went to go see on campus was um, your junior year, and I went and watched you guys beat Marquette at, at the Pavilion, and it was I, I'll never forget just how fun it was because. I had never been to a college game before and I was still so young. And that's like, you know, it was like a, a core memory, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of uh it was like you and Mike Nardi hit like back to back threes. And I remember the place just went 
absolutely wild and it was just so much fun i, I can like i just like on a loop in my head you know as a little kid man so that was that was great um the good old days yeah <laughs> hey exactly and um you know it's it, it's been a ton of fun tonight hey eh, ray we, 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 I, i'm excited to, to kind of pick your brain for some more memories of uh not just with marquette but just in your playing career as a whole and hey how about you show off that that jersey you got repping right now my high school yes sir st raymond's number 14 there it is my friend and i'm repping me and nick at night's alma mater as well chatham cougars baby roll cougs we didn't plan this it wasn't planned no it wasn't i just threw this on it was not high school memory night (laughs) no not at all (laughs) not for rating threes um but a ray no always a pleasure my friend Really looking forward to doing this again. This was a great chopping up with you, as always. Uh, shout out to our guy, Nick McGow, on the other side of the glass. Uh, man, well done, fellas. Yeah, good job today, guys. Good show. Uh, we got to get, like you said earlier, you had mentioned it. I just wanted to bring it up about uh, about Steve. He's a he's a, uh, a listener of our show. He said he likes the pod, so he's listening. So we would like a formal apology <laughs> to the whole yeah. nation. Yes. And you said you was a fan and you say you're a bigger fan than me. So we need that from the biggest Villanova fan there is for spreading that nonsense. Yeah, man. Jeez. We'll have to, we'll have to catch up at uh, Wells Fargo too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Hey. With Alan Ray, I'm Mike O'Connell. You've been listening to Raid in Threes. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out.